I'm Jeff Gibson. And I'm Shanna Paxton. And we are the, the Movie, Movie Lovers. Lovers. Welcome. Hello. To the official podcast of the Gibson Review. In this special bonus episode, all we will be doing is reviewing Pixar's latest, Soul. What would you want to be known for on Earth? a short time on this planet you want to become the person that you were born to be don't waste your time on all the junk of life what am i doing spend your precious hours doing what will bring out the real you the brilliant passionate you that's ready to contribute something meaningful into this world the gig i really need a haircut today man can you fit me in whoa whoa sorry for doing this funny cowboy dance? <laughs> Great. Soul, for those who are not familiar, is, according to IMD, B, <laughs> about a musician who has lost his passion for music being transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. And this is directed by Pete Doctor, but also Kemp Powers. It stars Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Rachel House, Alicia Braga, Richard Ayoada, Felicia Rasad, Questlove, Angela Bassett, and David Diggs. Oh, and Wes Studi is also in it as well. So when we review a film, what we like to do is talk about the good, what worked for us about a movie, what we liked about a movie, very broadly speaking, and then move on to the bad, what didn't work for us, what flaws were there, what sucked about a movie, before we kind of weigh, does the good outweigh the bad, and move into spoilers and final thoughts. So that's what we're going to do in here first. Shanna, you are a, of course, a a big fan of Pixar films. There's Pixar films that you like that I don't necessarily like. You are a fan of Pete Doctor. Pete Doctor, for those who aren't familiar, Pete Doctor basically directed Monsters Incorporated, Up and Inside Out, and a few shorts here or there, but those are his primary features. Soul is his latest, and he had a co-directing credit. So, does Soul live up to what you love about Pete Doctor's work? What was good about Soul? Soul was this beautiful articulation and execution of tricky non-material physical things. What it did really well. The jokes were great. The music was so sweet and calming. 
The movie was the perfect reminder for living your life and finding the beauty in every day, whether it's catching a helicopter seed or enjoying that slice of delicious cheesy pizza. Now I need pizza. So I felt like the performances were good. I couldn't place all the voices. I thought the characters were great. Um, how the characters meet new characters along their journey was wonderful. I think my favorite characters, you know, happen a little later in the in the film. I loved the metaphysics of the movie. We know from the trailer that there is this place where souls are getting ready to go to earth and there's basically counselors that are helping souls form their personalities and I thought that those characters dialogues and ways of being were amusing and quite inspiring and lovely this film isn't perfect it's not inside out I feel like inside out is pretty perfect for me okay. a Pixar, Pixar film do you think that's Pete Doctor's best film I, I think it is okay uh, Up is great yeah but I, I think my favorite is Inside Out okay but this is a you know this is a maybe gonna fall into my top five top three Pixar films of all of all time of all, yeah. all the Pixar films yeah. okay gotcha why is that because we need movies about this kind of thing you know we need to talk about how we don't have to be on autopilot all the time with our lives because we do get into that zone. Okay. And how we need to come away from that and just get into living and enjoying living, enjoying being human, as opposed to not. Depending on your beliefs, you may or may not be able to know what I'm talking about. Hmm. I think that cinematography-wise, this film was great. There's a moment where music is being played uh, on stage and we see about six to eight different kinds of lighting to really change the mood and I just thought that that must have been so much fun and it was beautiful to watch it was beautiful to experience as a fan of light like me the coloring was divine in this movie there was a lot of uh, it, it really looked so realistic in a sense, mm -hmm. they really are honing in their craft and the experimentation with iridescence and sort of water watercolor, but mm, you know, not quite paying attention to these thin lines and how these thin lines that make up characters aren't just white. There's this opaqueness and diffusion and rainbow spectrum along these lines. And within them. And I just thought that that was such a beautiful experimentation and so, so playful and made sense. You know, everything about this movie with the metaphysical stuff to me is believable and makes sense regardless of what I believe or not. You're it, talking about spiritually, what you believe. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to work for me as a story. So I loved a, a lot of things about this film. How about you? Well, first, before I really dive in, I think it's important to speak to the co-director, Kemp Powers. I'm not familiar with him. He hasn't done a lot of work. He's mostly been a writer of five episodes of Star Trek Discovery. He also did the script for an upcoming movie, One Night in Miami, directed by Regina King. 
I think it is, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know what his relationship to Pixar and Pete Doctor in particular is that allowed him to be co-director with Pete Doctor on this. I don't know anything about the production of this film in particular, really. But I think it's important to give him some some attention and not pretend that it's a completely Pete Doctor work. I'm not really sure what he brought to uh, the table. Maybe, maybe it's fair to say that since this is focused on an African-American character, since it's uh, someone who's uh, got a passion for jazz, maybe this goes outside of Pete Doctor's purview of experience, per se, and he was able to bring a lot of that authenticity to the story and the direction, and uh, thereby also avoiding any potential pratfalls that the story might fall into. I don't know. He's it new to me. It looks like he has quite the story. If you look him up online, there's several articles right now about his work and what he does bring to the table. So everyone can go check that out. Okay, and if you wouldn't mind making sure I try to include some of those links in the show notes for people's benefit too, that would be really great. So what I liked about this film, I think it's a very good film. I think to an extent I was thinking when I saw the trailer, oh, okay, so this is kind of like, a spiritual sequel to Inside Out in the sense that that really Mm -hmm. focused on anthropomorphizing and helping conceptualize emotions a little bit more concretely. Mm -hmm. Maybe this looks at our soul and what makes us who we are and and where we go from here and all that sort of much more spiritual stuff. And it, it is and it isn't. It does really tackle the concepts of soul, concepts of personality, concepts of what makes us who we are in very interesting and creative ways. It, 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 it tackles obsessive obsession mm-hmm. and the difference between having a passion and having an obsession in interesting ways. That's a really right? great point. I'm just kind of thinking of all the different angles that this thing tries taking. Uh, I think that that's very interesting. It, it, it takes this idea of, okay, well, you know, after life, our soul can choose to go to the great beyond, or it can be a, a sort of counselor for new souls. And and what does that look like? So I think there's a, a as always with Pete Doctor, there's a great amount of creativity in the concepts. I'll talk a little bit more about like how successful some of that might be a little bit later, but I think that's great. I think the voice cast that I mentioned earlier is really interesting and really good because save for Jamie Foxx, who plays the main character, none of the voices really stood out. I think a great voice actor is one that doesn't stand out as that actor, but one that blends in with the character and serves the character and you have as you heard earlier a a very talented set of 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 actors performing for this film 
But at no, no point could I be like, oh, that's Felicia Rashad, for sure. And no point was I like, oh, that's absolutely Questlove or uh, G- even Tina Fey. I couldn't place Tina Fey. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rachel House, who has been in Taika Waititi films before, you know, she plays this accountant type character, accountant of souls. So uh, I think that they all blend in very well with the film and are excellent as voice actors. So that's that's a huge huge bonus or a huge plus for the film yet i can't find myself saying that i was blown away by this film i of of pete doctor's four features that he has directed i don't think that this one's quite as good here's the thing about up up has such great emotional resonance in its first act right you could say take issue with up devolving into something else in its third act right and and people have yeah you know criticized it for its third act you can do that i think it depends on who you are it's not necessarily a a a tonally consistent film and so but and but this one is a tonally consistent film so i think you could make arguments between up and this one in terms of what is the quote-unquote lesser of the pete doctor's work but pete doctor is consistent in terms of his quality in the sense that he's never made a bad movie. He's never responsible for the bad Pixar movies, the mediocre Pixar movies, right? He's always got something really creative he's he's going for here, be it Monsters, Inc., Up, Inside Out, or Soul. And it seems like he's gotten more and more creative as he's gone along. Uh, probably Up is the most human of all of them, right? Uh, the, the least con- uh, creative conceptually of all of them but it also has like some of the most emotionally resonant and and most emotionally powerful moments than any of his other films yeah i'm trying to not think about it because i know as soon as i think about up i'm just gonna start bawling because it's that effective right right but it's not monsters inc in terms of its creativity right in in concept it's not inside out in its in its creativity of its concepts and ideas you know and it's not soul soul is for any any um criticisms you might be able to throw at it it is very creative in its concepts and i guess that kind of is segueing into the bad what doesn't work for us and uh for me it's kind of this bigger picture eh, it was really good kind of feeling that i get from soul there's also like a couple other things that I could criticize. I think like there is something that happens with gosh. I don't know. I, can't, I don't I can't, know if you can. I know. I, I, I don't even know if you know what I'm thinking of, but I don't think that I can even like vaguely speak to it. So I will save this one little tiny thing for spoilers. But the only other thing I could speak to is the ending it kind of it was going in a satisfying direction and then mm. it was like hold on it it did diffuse the disappointment with a moment of humor but ultimately yeah. i was a little disappointed with 
the direction of the ending because it totally got me satisfied with where it was going. And then I was like, eh, hold on, happy ending. And I, I was a little disappointed by that. I am completely on board with you about what you're talking about at the end. Uh-huh. I really felt at this stage of my life, hey, that's probably realistic. Okay, cool. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Oh, you're going to do that. Oh, and that's funny. Oh, but oh shit, you did do that. So yeah, I am totally with you for once on this particular thing. Yeah. Any other issues you had with the movie? Any other bad? There's these gorgeous moments on Earth, but then sometimes they land and sometimes they don't hmm. for me. Okay. And I don't know if I just need to watch it again and and reevaluate, but I felt like some you know, hit home and, and some didn't. Hmm. I'll be interested in hearing more about that in spoilers. Shall we measure whether or not the good outweighs the bad and move on into spoilers? Oh, the good completely outweighs the bad. I give this film an eight. Interesting. I will agree that the good outweighs the bad, but I would say give it a seven, this is a really good movie, not a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not quite. It's It's better than Onward earlier this year. Definitely. But I, th- I think, not that we, I mean, listen to our review of Onward. We were not slamming that movie so much, but it, it's a step above that. Not the grand slam I was hoping for. So, yeah, I think right now I, I do score this film a 7 out of 10. Uh, but we recommend it. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen the movie, go check it out. If you have seen the movie, join us for our spoiler conversation, which we're about to have for Pixar's Soul. That sounds really funny to say. I'm having a conversation for Pixar's Soul. You know, <laughs> I feel like I've had that, that conversation in the 20 throughout the whole 2010 decade, <laughs> and it has been missing. So okay. Why don't you start us off with the spoiler discussion? Uh, let's work backwards. You were just speaking to... Are we going to do a positive sandwich? No, 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 no. I, I want to speak to first this thing that you're speaking to because I don't want it to get lost and forgotten. You said something's in reality landed better than others. So when they're back on Earth and they've swapped souls, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's in a cat's body, he's not in his body, and... This, this new Soul 22 gets to be in his body. It, some of the moments are amusing, hilarious. Some of the moments are scary and make sense to me. And some of them don't. Like, I love the scene in the barbershop. Yes. Where there's room for the two of them to fight. Um, two of them, just to be clear, is Tina Fey and... And Jamie Foxx's characters. Yes. One's a cat. Accidentally, they he in, he went back to Earth. Accidentally landed in a cat, into the, the soul of a cat. And Tina Fey's soul, new soul, accidentally landed into Jamie Foxx's body. And they have a lot of bickering that goes on. To everybody else, it looks like a cat meowing, and kind of rowing at Jamie Foxx's main character. Mm-hmm. So, so it's really comedic on that sense. Yes, yeah. Only only people in touch can hear the cat. Yeah. 
So I, I love that little interaction, not only between the two of them, but really with the barber who is voiced by, is it Questlove? I, I don't, what's the barber's name? I don't really? remember. Oh, it is? Okay, so yeah, it's Questlove. I, I love everything that's happening in that scene in the barbershop. I, I love everything. The cinematography is gorgeous. The design of the characters is is beautiful the little interaction that they have with another customer is very brief but really interesting and i love this moment that 22 gets to relax and kind of you know she's been a soul for a very very long time thousands of years yeah and she's she's literally the 22nd soul ever created yeah and um you know they try to convince souls to live a life to live a life on earth. And she's had all these mentors from Abe Lincoln to Mother Teresa to Gandhi to, she was going to have someone that won a Nobel Peace Prize on child psychology specifically. So they, they really, at some point, she's absorbed very interesting information, but it's not appealing enough for her to live a life. And mm. there she goes and she has this moment in a barbershop, you know, someone's doing your hair you kind of open up and she opens up and she's sharing a lot of wisdom and knowledge and, and way of being, but also it started with misunderstanding. It was, well, do you hate being a barber? Like, cause you never got to be a veterinarian. It's like, no, I found my peace with this. There's a lot of good I'm doing. It's not with animals, but I'm doing a lot of good with people here. And that is such an important moment in this story because often that is what happens in life as as we you know humans know you don't always get to be the thing that you thought you were going to be and i love how you said that thing about obsession versus passion and i feel like we're all guilty of that at some point and the reason i'm mentioning this and how there's these ups and downs of things landing or not landing is that this is where it lands and i wish the movie was more consistently like this not all wisdom sharing stuff, just more of that. And it, it's not because there'll be a moment where where he goes to his mom and 22, you know, mm-hmm. 22 is him. And I, I just wish there was just a little bit more. It's, it's good. Huh. Don't get me wrong. I just wish that there was just a little smidge of sparkle somehow. Maybe it's the cinematography I'm... I'm not feeling all the music. I'm not feeling. Uh, let me the the one thing that you're that that you haven't hit on that's the core of that barbershop scene is this misunderstanding of the last piece that a soul needs is the spark a spark and they need to discover what that spark is and the misunderstanding is that spark is their purpose, right? And so what's great about the scene that you just described in the barbershop is it points out that some people think they want to do one thing with their life. And either they change their mind or life forces them to take a different direction. And they find that that, that where they land is something that's just as valuable and just as uh, what's it called? Rewarding. Rewarding is the word I'm looking for. Yes. As that other thing that they thought they wanted to do. 
that's that's the core of that scene that really is the important why that scene is so important and i'm really glad you pointed out that scene because that is one of the scenes that the the movie pivots on and is really important to the theme of the story and then i think it's shortly after that if i'm not mistaken that 22 is taking in life right or in the surroundings around um her more or less uh including uh seeing i don't know if i think someone is eating or something in the distance and you know there's there's clouds in the sky there's There's a kid being swung with her father that's what i'm thinking of yeah and then oh like the helicopter seeds all that sort of stuff and that that is a really great scene i'm glad you pointed out i differ with you when it comes to the scene with the mom that Maybe because I'm a parent, I don't know, but like that scene worked for me pretty well because this whole there's this whole connection of the parent fearing the son going in and having the same experience as someone else in her in his or her life, right? And the and what how that didn't work out, and you don't want the same thing to happen for your son, and that being reflected as the core of constant disapproval or whatever it is right Mm -hmm. and um so that scene really worked for me yeah there's definitely you know the mom is fearing for her son yeah yeah i i appreciated that what was kind of like a huh kind of thing for me was okay so when they both accidentally fall back to earth Joe is the main character. Joe's soul thinks, "Ah oh, ha ha! There I am, lying in the hospital bed. I'm, I'm going to right there, right on target, right." But there's also a what is it called? Therapy cat mm-hmm. in Joe's lap. And what the the mistake that gets made is he accidentally knocks twenty two off with him, and so through that one lands into the therapy cat and one lands into Joe, not. The way it's supposed to go right but then you get this really brief moment of this cat's soul being on its way to the great beyond it's like this little meow yeah <laughs> like, okay what happened so it's like oh crap they just killed that cat right and then later on through some mechanics of the plot joe is able to to get back in in there and get back into his body and you see the therapy cat interacting with its person. And you're like, wait a minute. Shouldn't that therapy cat be lying there dead? Because its soul... It technically doesn't have a soul. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't have a soul. There's nothing inside it. And its soul just it went should, to the great beyond. It should technically be unconscious. Right. Ready for another soul to jump in there. Possibly. If if you're into, you know, manipulation of souls. Well, just, you know, following the track record yeah. of this story. I feel like we might have gotten rid of a scene. <laughs> You know, I think something got erased. Maybe. You know, all I needed was like someone to be like, "Huh." Did that? But did like that... the accountant needed to be like, "Why are you here? Yes. You're not meant to be here. You just wait right there for a minute." Right. You know, and leave it by the the jump off portal. Did this know? occur to you while you were watching it? It did, but I was also happy the cat was alive. I just <laughs> assumed that the soul came back. Uh huh. 
because it was wronged, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they would make an exception for it. But the movie doesn't <clears throat> explain that. It just all of a sudden is up and around and, and it recognizes its person and, and, and loves its person, right? Yeah. And so that was a tiny little thing. I was like, huh, well, that doesn't make sense. I almost feel like it should have been a John Malkovich thing where the cat's soul was, was in the body somewhere but was kind of moved to the side while Joe does his thing. Uh-huh. Like that would have been better. Yeah, instead of like the the implications being so dark that they accidentally killed this cat. I'm just, I'm just thinking <laughs> you know? about like what about kids? We didn't watch this with kids. What if there's kids and they're like, oh no, the cat died. And like, what if there's tears and I don't know what to do? Because if it was a dog character, that's how I would have been. I would have been really mad. Well, I will say that if a kid ever puts that much thought into it and is able to reflect that, I will be like, I am very impressed with you and I'm really sorry. Come here, give a a hug. You know? (laughs) But, so that was was one minor issue. That was the one I couldn't even figure out how to articulate in broad terms earlier. uh, Let's talk about the ending and anything else you want to about the film uh here in spoilers before we wrap up the ending joe kind of has accepted that he was supposed to die basically and he's given his time he cheated i like that line all that sort of stuff yeah Yeah. and he's given 22 spark because he was able to do the one thing no soul was able to do which is get 22 on earth and experience what it's like to live and i guess that was what sparked for 22 uh, a desire to be on earth and and live correct me if i'm wrong i i don't think you are i think she realized how good it could be so i read that right and not lame okay so then joe is back on the track to the great beyond and he's completely resigned and we as an audience, at least you and I have completely resigned. Okay, this makes sense. This is how it's going to end. Blinding light, roll credits, right? And no, it stops just short of that. And one of the, are they called counselors? One of them, uh, the Jerry's, I think it's Alicia Braga's character, stops him and says, we decided to give you another chance. And ultimately opens a portal to Earth for him to go back. Now, what diffuses the disappointment is this hilarious moment when Joe's like, well, what about Terry? And, the, the obsessive like, accountant. Yes. Who, by the way, I don't think we've articulated very well, is a character who basically counts all the souls, makes sure everything's accurate, found out that there is something wrong, and went hunting to find out which soul was missing, found out it was Joe, and all this time was trying to get Joe back to where he belongs, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so Jerry's like, ah, don't worry, we've worked it all out with them. And then it cuts <laughs> to the other counselor, Jerry, played by Richard, Richard Ayoad, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, he's uh, he's visiting <laughs> Terry and he's like, "Hey Terry, look over there!" And he quickly moves the 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 abacus. No, he's like, "Look over there immediately." Yeah. <laughs> I just loved his word choice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was hilarious. It diffused the disappointment, but the disappointment is still kind of there because it's like, why, why do that? Like, Joe, Joe was content. We were content. It, there is a certain degree of peacefulness with the end. Yes, you know that there's this peace of mind that Moonwind exhibits very well. Explain who Moonwind is because we haven't brought him up. Moonwind is this wonderful soul retriever, like reminder of 
you know, it's okay. Don't obsess about whatever it is you're obsessing about. Just go and live your life. You need to be present in the world. Be human again. Yeah. You, he's always in the zone. You know, he's always in the zone. Uh, he's a sign twirler. Yeah. Uh, which we look down upon, right? I mean, let's be honest. It's like, oh, they probably don't make much money. Oh, well, they right. probably have it hard. Well, maybe they don't. <laughs> maybe they're, they're, they're Moonwind, which is great. The reason I'm mentioning Moonwind is like, you you know, you just look at that character and, and everything he's doing and saying and being, and you're like, oh, there's peace. That's lovely. And he's able to be a human too. So when you see Joe finally at peace because he's very obsessive, I'm surprised he's not an obsessive soul, you know, I, like... It is disappointing because on one end of the spectrum, it's like, oh, cool. I get to go see my dad now. Mm. Uh, they don't touch that. And maybe that's for reasons that make sense in my head that I can't articulate right now. So I guess that's the long winded version of me being upset with how it ended for Joe. Mm. Like maybe they were trying to go for that whole. I had a near death experience. <laughs> Like that poor guy, that poor other customer at the barbershop that yeah. that had a sunken place experience <laughs> and, and then was like, I'm never eating processed junk again. Right. You know, I want to know where he is in life right now. <laughs> I think he's the David Diggs character, but I'm not oh. positive. Paul was his name. Okay. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was and pretty good. Also, also when before he leaves the barber shop, oh, twenty two is like, oh, okay, so he's just like compensating for blah 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 blah, and he's like, you cut deep, Joe, and he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's nice that he acknowledged the truth. You know, it's yeah. like oh, that really hurt, man. Yeah, you got it right. Okay. Could go get Doritos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was there anything else about the movie you wanted to speak to that's, that stood out for me that we haven't touched I, on? I really loved Moonwind. I loved this articulation of we're on a pirate ship with fucking tie dye sails. Bob and, Dylan. And we've got Bob Dylan, and we're he's drumming in that part of the world, and she's doing whatever she's doing in that part of the world. And me, I'm a sine wave of man, and I've got purpose. And my life is fantastic. I'm in the zone. I'm helping these guys get out of the zone. And seeing this, you know, oh, it's another stockbroker. You know, it's like, well, it's probably anyone that's on a computer trying to make life work. And how they, this beautiful method of showing you, showing your soul where your body is. Yeah. Is such a fantastic wake up call. And I just mm. love it. I absolutely love that part. Very cool. So those are our thoughts on soul. I think that's um, about all I have to say about it. Uh, what do you have to say about it? Do you, Were you thrilled, impressed, or what with this film? Feel free to email us at thegibsonreview at gmail.com. Shanna, since this is about uh, all we have to say, why don't you tell them where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Shanna underscore Paxton underscore photography and on Flickchart Spellbinding A. Perfect. Go to thegibsonreview.com to find all things Gibson Review and the movie lovers, of course, including right now I'm finishing up a final series in our 10th anniversary celebration of 
my hundred favorite movies of all time. That should be out very soon. Go back and listen to, if you haven't already, the latest episode of The Movie Lovers, our 2020 roundup, where we do over 10 reviews of films from 2020. We also have a bonus episode to check out our review of Wonder Woman 1984. If you haven't checked that out already, and soon the next proper episode of The Movie Lovers will be out on Tuesday, January 5th. That will be our 2020 in review episode. Uh, We'll count down our favorite movies of the year and also speak to the best and worst of the year in that episode. Uh, So much to look forward to here. In the meantime, keep loving the movies. This is Jeff and Shanna saying... Bye-bye.